He controls that monster, he does. Bring him out. Bring him out. Keep them back. Hold the line. Get back. Get back. We want justice. Yeah, justice now. Yeah, We've had justice. enough of this. Yeah. Time's been come to pay. Bring you don't him out. Take any more, yeah. you buggers. Let's eat the rich. Let's see if we can find a way in around the back. Hello and welcome to the LARP News Podcast. My name is Dave and today we're going to learn about all things Dawn. And we've got a couple of very special guests. Uh, we've got Maz and we've got Jeffrey. Um, say hello, everyone. Hey there. Hello. Um, Maz, let's start off with you. Um, how long have you been at Dawn um, and, and what, what do you kind of do within the nation? Okay, so I moved into Dawn, I don't know, E. I want to say like second year of Empire. So how long ago was that? Whatever that was. Anyone? About 2014. So that long ago? Can't be that long ago. Last anyway, year was year eight. Ever. I've been in Dawn for basically ever. It's it's lots of fun. It's a good it's a good old uh, good old place to be. Um, yeah. And what do you what do you what do you what do you do? In Dawn, I play uh, I play a character who is um, a, a noble of Dawn. Uh, started off as a knight errant and kind of worked our way through, and that's an awful lot of fun to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I am currently uh, the um, sort of acting for my acting for my earl, who is uh, no longer on the field at uh, Anvil. Interesting. So All right. we'll come back to. I have some questions about what you just said just then, but we'll move on. Jeffrey, please tell me. And, and we should just say, I want to say on a personal note, Jeffrey is like, I think the, I think I'm right in saying this, Jeffrey, the first person to get in contact with us uh when we started making the podcast so this is a really nice yes, thing I'm, I'm a fan as well with, well I, a fan, I don't I, I, listeners i think i prefer <laughs> listeners but um jeffrey it's so great that you get to join us and you get to talk at I'm length honored, about i'm honored to be here um so this i yeah uh, w- i yeah sorry jeffrey, go ahead, to me? please yeah go ahead i started dawn with the start of the game i've been playing it there since e1 year one i'm on my third dawnish character and i'm unlikely to ever leave <laughs> <laughs> wow um, wow the grass is never greener for you huh you're just happy uh i'm pretty good a lot of my friends have told me it's a fairly good fit i mean um you do seem happy though, I, that's for sure yeah i first looked at it when it came out when when it came out I went yes i think i'll go for that one the costumes look good in terms of bold colors and bright steel the uh, the themes of you know a uh Fairly aggressive, decisive, and um, vain group seemed to <laughs> seem to work fairly well. And uh, there was a line in the original um, Nation Breakdown, which is uh, Dawn is proud of itself and has right to be. For alone of all the Imperial nations, it has never lost territory to the barbarians. Is, and I thought that sounds like a good group of people. Is that still true? No. Uh, <laughs> well. We never actually held the whole of the barons, wow. so we've never actually lost a territory. That's immediately for anyone listening. For anyone listening right now, that is some proper dawn chat right there. That is like that is exactly what it sounds like talking to someone from dawn. That was a like an on-field like experience of what that's like. Yeah, um, Maz, maybe you could tell me like maybe I, uh, Jeffrey just touched on a whole bunch of them just then, but maybe you can talk about like what the general themes of being dawn are. Maybe the archetypes, and then we'll go into a bit more detail of what it's like to be to be dawnish. 
Okay, well, Dawn's very much a, a, a game of two parts. You've got your nobles and you've got your yo folk. Uh, the nobles, in order to become a noble, you have to complete a test of metal, which is set by the Earl of the House that you want to join into. Test of metal, well, there's so many tests in Dawn. They're really, really fun to play. So a test of metal to become a noble, if, you, if that's what you want to do. There's a test of ardor, if you're a noble. If you want to uh, marry uh, someone from another house, you can't marry within your own house because that's yucky. Yeah. If you want to marry a noble of another house, then you need to t- complete a test of order to then uh, move into that house. And those tests are an amazing excuse for um, shenanigans. Hazing, and, uh, hazing, you might say. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just fabulous. <laughs> uh, so the more There's glorious the test, of resolve. the better. Oh, yeah, tests of resolve, yeah, which are the, the uh, you've done a bad thing, we're going to get rid of you tests. Oh. But, but they can also go down to... They can also go, sorry. Sorry, sorry Jeffrey, have you, seen, have you seen one of those in play? Uh, tests of resolve sometimes tend to be: um, Will you? Will you? Are you willing to bleed for your point of view for your argument? If so, I shall meet you in the glory square in five minutes. So it's, <laughs> oh, that, it's no. that sort of arguments. <laughs> I had one of those over a chair once. Um. Yeah, <laughs> Maz, I believe you. I've actually uh, we've crossed paths before because I am uh, well was I don't know where how, how I term that now. It's been over a year, but I was uh, a runner for the auxiliaries and I I, I ran. A couple of times for dawn and um we ended up joining each other a, a few times in, in like a, a line fight and maz you are a serious customer on the battlefield like um <laughs> you've got a little posse around you and they, you guys mean business it's cool i, I can definitely something. i i absolutely back that up maz there have been there's many a time when it's a case of everybody's falling back and maz screams rally on me yeah. counter-attack yeah yeah we, and they do we talk about like uh often talk about how it's like you can't like there's no stat for like th- th- please I, I apologize for the blushes i'm going to cause you here but like the charisma vibe of a, of someone on the battlefield and how important they are and maz definitely feels like one of those people when i've interacted with you where you'll be like <laughs> People will just be like, all right, we're staying here because Maz is staying here, right? And um, <laughs> that's just the way it's going to be, right? It all works perfectly until it all goes wrong and we all die. That's a, but... <laughs> Again, that's very Dawnish right there. Like the total annihilation of an entire group is quite common, I think, in Dawn. Dawn, Dawn has a tendency on the battlefield to win in uh, one of two ways. Either we carry all before us and smash our way to victory, or we win over a large pile of our own dead. So By the way, we win. <laughs> I started in Varushka, and one of the reasons I, we chose Dawn to move across was at one point we were on a flank uh, when we stood in Varushka. On the um, we're on the right flank to Dawn, and we were in the woods. And for me, the re- it was a real um, kind of the uh, epitome of, of embodiment of Dawn was when um, my peripheral vision's not great, which is one of the reasons why I fall back late because I don't notice other people doing it. If I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard a noble go, uh, excuse me, uh, a lady in the red, would you mind terribly dressing to your right? Uh, which is terribly Dornish. And then the person next to him, after I didn't move, obviously, because I was in the middle of something, the person next to him just yelled, oi, that's with a shield, get back here! And that was the real kind of the two, embodiment of the two sides of Dawn. <laughs> uh, and that was how I met, yeah, that was how I met some real characters that I've had a lot of fun with playing since. It's one of the things, but, yeah. it's one of the things I actually quite like. I played um, a paladin uh, in a campaign of D&D recently for like a, a fairly long, extensive campaign. And the entire character was basically quite posh and nice but then really came to life during violence and i think that's something that's quite cool about that whole like it's uh chivalric chivalric i've never used that word before i think that's how that was chivalric chivalric 
Chivalric. Chivalric. Okay, we're going with it's, that. It's one of these ones that nobody says, so the pronunciation is kind of vague. Yeah, I don't think I've ever said that word before. And now, luckily, <laughs> I get to say it on a podcast. Fantastic for people to listen to. Um, but that kind of idea of, of being quite uh, polite and nice and all that stuff. But then when it comes to business time, it's a, it's a full-on violent expression, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, Dawn, isn't, Dawn doesn't embody chivalry, but it does no, embody right. very strong, um, very strong um uh, traditions yeah maybe i'm lacking you... the language for this because it's yeah. i get what you mean there is a there is a difference because i think there's a when i say like chivalry and things like that we think of like helping young maidens across rivers and writing stuff like exactly. yeah wow. and there's some very negative connotations with a great the, deal of that. one of the quote on the dawn page is great deeds are eternal so what Dawn wants to do is it wants to do the big impressive thing that gets remembered. Mm. And often this is the big heroic deed. But to be fair, this can also be the big treacherous deed. It can also be that time you screwed up in some dramatic manner and they punted your head back to us. Mm -hmm. um, so they liked, So Dawn goes for the big obvious thing quite a lot. And sometimes that can be the, tra the traditional chivalric heroic deed. I'm going to step forth and challenge the dragon, for example. Yeah, or or, or something as prove, proving your love. Love is a really big deal. Love and romance in Dawn yeah. is a really big thing. Oh yeah, so it, that's that's fun to play with, uh, especially if you kind of knock into other nations who obviously think you're insane to do it that way. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's but it's, it's hard work. If you're going to like all the nations have their foibles, right? But I'm a Navari, so for for like romance in Navarre is like you know you kind of do what you feel right whereas the league you have to maybe do a is it league where you have to do a probably a, pay for pay it. for it right but in <laughs> dawn you have to work your butt off to try and impress whoever is how, who, there's how does that work is it the person being courted or the leader of their group like who 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 lays the down the person that? being courted oh, sets a test of ardor wow yeah you've got you've got to be so it's the person so the person you court uh, obviously needs to it needs to be an impressive enough, like uh, my, courtship. my grandparents right now courting <laughs> oh. an impressive ah, enough courtship to catch their eye but then you have to prove to their if you want to then test into their house to marry them you have to pass a test of ardor which is set um usually by the um earl or an earl enchanter or an enchantress of the house oh. so it really does sort of depend on yeah on that really there's the there's one of the origin stories in Dawn, an origin story of the Empire, which is uh, the last king and the first empress, which has got two tests in it. Do you remember this one, Maz? Yeah, yeah, keep going. It's a good one. Um, which is that uh, yes, a lady a lady came from Highgard to compete in the tournament of the king of King Roderick the Lame, and basically wanted to become a noble of Dawn in one fell swoop, and was given therefore the incredibly di incredibly different diff difficult test of jump over that chasm in full armor and so she went and got her horse and did it yeah and the king was so impressed with this that he chat that he asked for her hand in marriage and she then set him a test of ardor which was give me the crown of dawn or, or rather um give the monarchy of dawn into the empire yeah. And that's how Dawn and, joined the Empire. And that yes. So in fact the first Empress is the first Empress whose name is forgotten, her first husband was the last king of Dawn. Well that, so that's awesome. In fact, 
it was it was mentioned earlier um knight errant and uh, noble and something there's about five ranks in dawn you've got the yo folk if they want to test up to become a noble they can become a knight errant and there they've got the title of sir and if they get to a noble they are lord or lady whatever of the house and if they're the earl, the leading the house they are earl or possibly enchanter of the house and um in, the rank in, above that sorry, is in fact monarch sorry enchanter yes that's for an earl who's more of a, a, a wizard so for example if you've got um a if you had a noble of a house who was leading the house and who was for example a ritualist or a battle mage or something mm -hmm. then they might be called enchanter as opposed to earl functionally identical it's just clarification for their skill set really um what was the next one sorry monarch monarch do you want to handle a monarch of dawn maz uh <laughs> it's your uh, field of expertise oh my gosh okay so uh the the kind of the monarch of dawn uh the queen of dawn uh there was a fan so our long empress uh her imperatrix elizabeth von holberg yeah. who has uh, who was a player yes um in the game uh has uh yeah she uh was doing undergoing a test set by all the earls of dawn in order to gain the crown of um the crown uh, of dawn to become queen of dawn uh it, it, that was a fantastic test it never got completed sadly uh because uh, so, um, so has anyone in game held this title yet yes yeah. oh, she Queen won the tournament for it oh yeah she did win the tournament for it so yes but there was also you know there was more stuff to do really and that, it was in the middle of the yale schism as well yeah <laughs> basically um because the th the title of king of monarch of dawn got assigned to the throne since that point in the history, any of the people holding the throne can try, can try to claim the crown of Dawn. Right. To do this, they've got to have enough Dornish supporting them in a big royal tournament to beat up everybody who's not supporting them. So in the backstory, I think there's only been about three or four of the emperors or empresses who've also been king or queen of Dawn. Oh, it's such a cool concept. So you have like a yeah, giant, which, giant melee, basically, of all these Yes, fighters. in fact, last yeah, yeah, tournament... In... Sorry. Sorry, you, you go, you go. L um, a couple of years ago, uh, Lisa Better did try that, and at the same time, there was somebody running around claiming to be the reincarnation of the First Empress. So we actually had a three-sided tournament of all the nobles of Dawn, a huge scrum for one side going Lisa Better for Queen, one side going Yale for Queen, and one side going none of the above. And it was large and it was messy and it was great fun. And uh, Lisa Better's team won. So she spent a couple of battles, in fact, um, fighting alongside Dawn in full golden armor. I've seen the Yeah, I've very shiny. Yeah. I know, it was great. With with oh, her that, throne guard, that, that, Captain Maz. Oh my God, though. The, the, Seriously, the hardest battles I've done. It's just like, please don't. Because <laughs> she's like, I will be in the front. I'm like, yes, you will be in the front. This is indeed glorious. Oh my gosh, she's going to die. No, it's going to be fun. <laughs> there are occasions where it's just like, where there are a few close calls where I thought, yeah, we are all going down here. Um, well, you but, you yeah, certainly I mean, make a pretty good target. I mean, it's. Um... <laughs> And also a fair, shiny one. It's not like you're subtle either. It's not like you're kind of blending in with everyone else. It's this giant shiny blob there, right? Of 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 with, with the massive banner. Yeah. The massive over well, here banner. Yeah. yeah. Please come kill us. It's uh you'll be telling everyone about this afterwards, banner. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, not good. To be fair, you were hiding the person in the golden ornate armor in the middle of dawn, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, one of the things 
Sorry, go on. Sorry. No, go on. Sorry. One of the things, one of the things about the tests, which a bit which has is really good, is that um, you can so say you really want you really want someone in your group in your group, and they're going to test across for a test of ardor or a test of metal or something like this. You can't give them an easy test because if you give them an easy test, that's inglorious. But if you give them too hard a test, you're basically saying we don't want you in our group, or you're saying we think you're so glorious that you will get in our group anyway, and so uh, become a member of our house. And so um, the the sort of the, you you want in character to have the hardest test possible. I mean, it took me uh, almost two years to get my test of metal. What was uh, your test of metal, Maz? Uh, to accept and complete a challenge from each egregore of each nation. Oh my and God! You know, the, what? Yeah, what? and the last—I know, right? It was insane. And the last summer, I'd had to do all sorts. I had to find out what noise trolls' eyelashes made. Uh, the I, the marchers were awful. I had to go in and shave an giant giant piece of sugar, which was like the least the least good. Um, you know, it was really very marcher because they all took the mickey at me about not Sorry, doing good. What did you have to do? You had to shave a what? Shave a giant piece of sugar, like the size of my head, which obviously for a for a glorious Dornish night, you're like, what is this? What do you mean you shave it? Through? I don't understand. I can't, my brain can't a, figure out what you mean by that. A lump of sugar? A big block. Yeah, a big block of sugar. And I had to turn it into sugar. Uh it was just grind it down. Who? What sadist came up with that? What the? The old Edgar. He was just the worst. He was no, he wasn't. He was amazing, obviously. Uh, in character, he was just the worst. How did you uh, find a giant? I I've never seen a giant <laughs> hunk of sugar before. It's around. called a sugar loaf. It's just yeah. So you had things like that. But then the final one, which the Dornish Egregore did. So wait until I'd completed all the other ones. Nice. And there was various things. There was like win a significant military battle in a Balorn Miasma from Earthenvar, for instance. Uh -huh. But the one from Dawn was you've got a choice. You can do the easy one and you can lead Dawn on the field of battle. Or you can be a bit more glorious. I mean, who's not going to take that up when it's put like that? I mean, you be a bit honestly, more glorious, red, red rag to a bull. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, if, if you want to be truly glorious, what you want to do is lead the entire armies of the empire who are arrayed in as field marshal of the empire Ugh. and win a uh, military battle. Oh no! Um, Honestly, those military—not to put down any field marshals, but it does feel a lot like a coin flip a lot of the time when when field marshals go oh, out. Oh man, I, it was the most fun I have had in years which one um, was that maz uh it was the one where we were protecting a town in the morn and we had to sneak someone through to get a message oh my god through, i remember know, that really one yes yeah, i've yeah. told the story of that for years it's one of the most glorious battles yeah. of dawn it was so we had to send dawn in to get hunted by heralds and we'll sneak that. this person wow. whilst it was just epic. I loved it, and it, the, seriously, have you ever played like uh, Rome Total War or Medieval yes. Total War? Or something I like might that? have dabbled a little bit. Yes. <laughs> okay, it is that. It is that, but you're like there, and so literally. So at one point, I'm trying to remember. I was, uh, Wintermark. At one point, Wintermark, there was a bunch of the. They were far side of the field. There was a bunch of um, orcs they hadn't yet seen yet coming through that um, copse on the um, left side. Mm -hmm. And um, so I sent a runner, and this is why runners are the best people in the world. Oh, really I sent a runner, 
um, called, I can't remember his real name. Uh, he was, we called him Watch. He was from the Marches. I called him Watch because my watch broke, so he had hold of it. And I sent him down to, uh, to I said, just run through. There were like orcs between us and the Wintermark, but I said, Wintermark, are about to get smashed in the flank. Run down, compliments of the field marshal, please wheel left. Uh, and so he like ran through all these orcs. He's dodging and weaving and ducking and diving. He makes it through the line into Wintermark, who are, who are split off from us at the time. He tells them, and then just computer game, they just like wheeled. And it looked so pretty as well when Wintermark did it. They just like all wheeled to the left and then the orcs were face on and then they crushed them. And it was just beautiful. I was so impressed with Wintermark and I was so impressed with that runner, but I felt like a god. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I, you've, oh. you've, honestly, I did the, uh, we've done a few episodes on a few different subjects and we did the, the military one. And the worst thing about doing this podcast is like, I now want to do the military game after hearing that story again, but I also want to do the <laughs> medical game. I want to do like the full on religious game. It's just, there's yeah. a lot to it, but yeah. I think, there's plenty to investigate. Yeah, I think like, um, just the idea of commanding that many people well, yeah. is going to be, I mean, it's very cinematic it's when you were at the front, but being at the back, let alone having command over everything is... Well, we that, <laughs> that, battle, that battle Maz commanded uh, for getting that in, I was with the main Dornish force. And so we went off into the woods and then came back. And by the time we came back, it was all getting rather sticky. And um, I was at the front rank as we all poured out, as Dawn poured out of the woods, completely ambushing the Jotun flanking assault. And I was able at the front to raise my sword at them and scream, days of glory, nights of war, Dawn is upon you. And then we all charged. <laughs> so cool. I mean, I particularly remember that because uh, there was a guy in the, who's gone. Who's now my unit leader, uh, Danny, plays Lupo, and he was there on the flag, all by himself, looking over it. And he looked over, and then suddenly Dawn turns up on the, to hold the flag, and he raised his spear towards us and screamed in a glorious voice, in a, in a cracking voice, "Dawn, you glorious bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> that's and. Uh, it, yeah, I've been telling the story of that battle as characters ever since. It's just one of those moments where it all worked out beautifully and it was very nice. I, I, but, I, um, I think if you are if you spend any time on the field at Empire, you're going to have a good Dawn story. Like, uh, from, from And this is for other people. Like there was, there was one where we're all at the gate, one of the gates to get through. And it just come to this stalemate where there were just a, a, a ring of orcs at the other side of the gate. And just this was on the battlefield. Yeah, it's perfect death. Um, <laughs> and then everyone rocked up there and was like, "Well, that looks like a terrible thing to do." And then the word came out that Dawn were going to deal with it, and literally the whole crowd parted for this column of Dawn to go through. And it, it was just there was everyone was chanting, and then it was just I think they were chanting glory or whatever the hell it was, and then we were yep. all cheering them <laughs> on, and then they just charged into this absolute hellish chaos of steel clashing steel as they went through the gate but holy crap that was an exciting moment just just to watch let alone be a part of like I, I, thank you, you know, amazing dawn tend to be fairly visual <laughs> yeah yeah we did uh well, yeah, I, yeah. The the... Thing, as, as a dawn Sorry. person the, the people that i've probably got the most stories about on the field of coming to the rescue is urzan the amount of time urzan have literally saved my character's life on that battlefield it's just unbelievable. They, they're always quickest to come pick us up, I swear. Yeah. Um, on the subject of tests of metal, uh, are there are quite a lot that are slightly that are, um, fairly 
all over the place, such as uh, Maz's one, which was challenges from everybody. There are quite a lot that go towards the martial side of it. So at the simplest, it's uh, things like fight your way through a couple of battles and acquit yourself well, because mm. frankly, those are scary as well. Mm -hmm. But my first character was a knight errant, and he was a battlefield physic. So his test of metal was to heal 40 different Dornish on their death counts. Which, if you're with the same group, can take ages. I think I worked out it would probably take me about three years to do it. So how did you do it? Well, I, I took the battlefield, I went on skirmishes, I kept, and when I healed people up, I carefully got their names and told my lord afterwards. Oh, I love the and idea the of you like, listing them off, all 40, is pretty Well, pretty the, the idea is, uh, that character eventually died, but at his funeral, there were lords of dawn around him saying, I would not be here if not for this guy, nor I, nor I, nor I. That's awesome. So that's, that's pretty... It's quite difficult to be glorious as the battlefield medic, but that's pretty much what I was aiming for. In fact, that's one of the cooler aspects of being at your funeral is hearing how many other people have survived because of your character being around is a cool moment, yeah. right? Like, uh, yeah. I, I've been doing LARPs for um, quite a lot of years, and one question I was asked by people I was explaining this to is, how do you win a game of LARP? And the answer is, you, when your character dies, you see what impact you have made on the game. Yeah. If you die and nobody notices, you haven't done very well. If you die and pretty much the game comes to a screaming halt for your funeral and people are telling stories of your deeds for days afterwards, then yeah, that's, that's good. I always say, like, doing uh, dying does people good. You know what I mean? Like, a little bit of dying <laughs> yeah. does you the world of good, it does. Um, Maz, maybe you could tell me a little bit about... Like, we've, <laughs> we've definitely gone a little bit off topic, but with the war stuff, um, I think we're all passionately missing uh, going on combat, basically. <laughs> but... Um, Maybe talk about some of the uh, the the what's the word for it? I've lost the word. Um, Skirmishes. No, the military organization. The preconceptions that people have for Dawn that aren't necessarily true, and what people might be surprised by with Dawn. That um... what? So if you were to, if you were to cast your eye briefly on Dawn, you'd think it's a bunch of people that really like fighting. Right. And yes, there's definitely an element of us that adore fighting, but there's so much more to Dawn than that. I mean, our the culture of Dawn, as in our bards, our storytellers, our singers, the uh, the 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 kind of the life of the the nation is really very, very strong. And I would say, you know, when you're doing tests as well, a lot of tests are not martial in nature and are actually more inclined to um, kind of uh, finding a good story or, or um, creating a mighty um, uh, a mighty song or those kind of things as well. So, you know, it's not just about thumping monkeys, uh, which people can be inclined to think that it is. <laughs> Sorry, what did, you, um, what did you call them? Thump it, it monkeys. monkeys. Thump it <laughs> See monkeys. it, thump it. See it, thump it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is definitely it seems more appealing, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, after like two years ish off or whatever it is since we last did it, forever off, I do really want to hit something with a sword. That having been said, but yeah. it was so much more than that. And the other thing is, people—I mean, Dawn's really, really good if you've got a family. Dawn's fantastic for families yeah. uh, because the having the central location of the Glory Square, which is where lots of fights happen, but also lots of training and also kind of uh, contests of art. Oh, we've got this amazing art contest that happens once a year. 
but also it's a place where the kids play. Mm. You know, you'll usually find some children there hitting each other with um, wood, wooden equivalent swords. It, uh, and that's kind of, yeah, one of the lovely things about Dawn. I think there's something about the way that the... Because okay, we haven't even really we touched on it earlier, but the glory square. So there's a there's like a roped off section in the middle of the camp, and I'll get we'll get yeah, to the glory square. That... But what I want to say is like the but the way that the camps, uh, the all the tents ring <laughs> that square gives a very community vibe to the whole thing. It's like there's yes, a... it's the it's the central point, similar to Wintermark's <laughs> tree or Rushka's fire pit, or indeed the Song and Storytime circle for Navarre. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the central location where stuff gets announced. If there are big announcements, that's where we do it. If when we muster for battle, that's where we do it. When there's um, when there's heralds or whatever or announcements from other groups coming through, that's where we do it. But I think it's like, but even just because the thing about Navarre is that we don't we don't camp around it as a central point, yeah. right? So around our campfire, the, the the main circle pit, whereas you guys actually all are, and that means that it's kind of like I've seen like gangs of kids running around, and you can imagine yep. like you can see them from the other side of the square, right? So it's like everyone's kind of keeping an eye on stuff, and it's got a very friendly vibe yeah. when you go there and In ask questions. Interestingly, the Glory Square was player built really for the first year yeah. or so. Dawn didn't have one. I think House Orzel brought it in yeah. with them. Yeah, they brought they bought a like a metric ton of bunting and a load of uprights. <laughs> uh, and then as the as Dawn is, uh, Dawn was fairly was fairly small to start off with, and then as we've grown and grown, that uh, glory square's got bigger and bigger. It's so made as many, as many groups. It's made the camp uh, camp Tetris, as the planners think of it, quite difficult because you want this large bit in the middle. On the other hand, it doesn't have a set size, so you can shrink it if necessary. <laughs> Yeah, but one of the great things is it means you get loads of groups have a frontage to the um, Glory Square, which is fabulous. And even those groups was that like so my groups shrunk somewhat since everybody died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> series of horrific traumatic deaths. Wonderful. Um, there's so much drama and angst, which is one of the beautiful things about Dawn is an all yeah. about. Dawn does its tragedy as well as it does its glory. Yeah, it's, ro it's, yeah, it's, it's romantic tragedy as well, right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, oh, I want to go walk around Dawn. We've, we've had funeral, we've had funerals with you know people lying on the ground holding their swords, people casting flowers and tokens, and on their knees weeping over them and telling stories of them. I've been writing songs to sing at funerals as well. I, I, it gets ridiculous. Do you know what? I need to find someone to court in Dawn. That's what I need to do when I head back to Empire. That'll be my uh, my new mission is to try and find oh, a romantic angle in Dawn. If I I had a I ran yeah. into somebody who was trying to do a test of Arda for somebody in Dawn, and he was from the League, and he had one of the more impressive non-military tests. Mm -hmm. He was asked to ask Dawn what they considered glory and what they considered love. All of Dawn. And then come up with a with a solid answer. Again, I say that, and then you go and say something like that, and it sounds like an awful lot of effort. An awful <laughs> lot it, of effort. It's not effort. It's an awful lot of game. Is what it it's is. True. It's true. Yeah. It's, I think I, I, I was actually going. I didn't want to run interrupt earlier, but I think that's one of the really nice things about like, especially the long term ones, right? Like you had to go up and build no, personal really? relationships with every single egregore. Like that is yeah. so valuable to you as an oh, out of character player. It's so good. Yeah, so, so cool. And things you really, I made kind of friends in character with like every single nation apart from Arisen, who are obviously the worst I see. But <laughs> <laughs> big shout out to Luca if he's listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've made like really good friends I see with loads of different people. So from an in character angle, that would be really interesting. But from an out of character angle, I've adored it 
because in a way that you know you can as a lurper get a bit used to your own gang right and so you yeah. play with your own little tribe and you don't really get out and about as much as you'd like to but something like a test of metal where often they're very kind of other nation pointed and um house navarian do this really really well uh means that you get to see a lot of the field that so it can take you out not quite out of your comfort zone but out of the zones that you would usually choose to play mm-hmm. within and so it, that's yeah it's absolutely great for taking you outside of dawn because dawn can keep you in because it's amazing Maz, I think but, this, you is, know, big, this is a really great point and actually we've touched on it in a, a bunch of these episodes where i've talked to different nations of it becoming quite insular and that can become like and i'm not saying that this isn't people that don't feel confident to do this then then you don't have to do this but i think there is something incredibly rewarding about trying to push yourself out from be that within your own nation and then maybe Mm. push out to other nations outside of that it's it can be incredibly rewarding you know yeah yeah one thing that um dawn does have as the obvious divider is that it's got the yo folk and it's got the nobles and uh, this oh. is this is why, to an extent, in the backstory of the marches, le- um, had a civil war and then stomped off to leave Dawn because they didn't like being bossed around by the nobles. Yeah, but I meant to ask about this. I, uh, it... I came. I I, be, I um, had a look, had a think about it. I actually, asked most of the Dawn Facebook about it. What what do the nobles need to do? Because they get a lot of rights certainly on the field. They get waited on. They get the uh, they get to participate in the big things. But they also have a, a rather large chunk of responsibilities, and to an extent, it is they can't really back down from stuff. The nobles of Dawn are the ones who solve the problems. Who, admittedly, yes, some frequently by thumping it, but they are at best proactive and decisive and determined, and at worst, um, aggressive and stubborn. I sometimes feel but that it means that, 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 like, when I've interacted with uh, a, a noble and, and what was the the yo folk or whatever the um, yeah the yo folks seem to be the person that's actually running things rather than the noble yeah. is is my impression of the interactions that i've had with those groups where the noble be, may be the one that makes like decisions from the surface but it's like the the yo folk that are basically telling them what their opinion is on a lot of things right so it's a it's a kind of fun relationship but my question was the do you can you join as a new player as a noble or yeah oh yes you just choose uh, so you can either choose, actually, I'm not interested in doing a test of metal, but I am interested in being a noble, so I'm coming in as a noble. Right. Or you can say, I want to play through as a test of metal and come in as a knight errant or a yo folk looking for a test, or you can come in as a yo folk with no intention of going anywhere else. And that's that's not looked down upon in Dawn. That's just as kind of cool and interesting as all the other areas of Dawn. And specifically yeah. for things like money, uh, nobles don't deal with money yes. it's not seen as very noble uh, you, you can't really get a great eternal deed by fiddling with the money the yo folk uh, i mean you know against uh, yeah nobles are not very good at prosperity that's not their then their, their, that's not their kind of key a skill i must say but Here's... um so you know without a decent without a de- decent yo folk behind them a noble will be going nowhere and uh, so for Dawn, one of the biggest virtues, I would say, I mean, you know, let's put love and <laughs> glory uh, as not virtues, obviously. Um, wow. But one of the greatest wow, virtues Maz. that I would Maz, say. we've got a strict is... policy of not having any heresy on here. So just cut it out, okay? <laughs> like, uh, we're on a nice, this is a family yeah. show, Maz. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> would be um, loyalty and pride. I reckon those yeah. two um, are really key for nobles. But for um, yo folk, loyalty as well. Uh, but prosperity, and that's something that nobles really don't hit at all. But the thing that really holds and binds them together is the are the concepts of loyalty. 
because you know you have uh, as well as having authority as nobles you have responsibility and just the same way that um yo folk have responsibility mm. so the two can't work without each other mm. the nice metaphor that somebody else said was that um a house is similar to a racing car team. The noble is the guy at the front who's going to be driving around. He gets to, he gets to be the face. He gets to do all the high-speed stuff. And he's also got the highest chance of dying. But without any of the yo folk, he, he wouldn't get anywhere. There's the support crew. Yeah, how does this work? So let's say you have a couple of yo folk and a noble, and the noble goes off to fight and gets killed. What does the yeah, next... that's happened to what me. What does the next day look like of that? Like, how does that even operate as a game like how do the characters react to that like what do you do if you're a yo folk without a noble do you just is there a store you can go to to get a new one well um in some cases if it's a small group with only the one noble then you may have issues um you may just be end up tending the camp and doing the various stuff you do anyway i had a case that with my second group um house drummond maz Mm-hmm, where yeah. all the nobles went on the battlefield and they all died in the one yeah. battle, including yeah. the Knights Errant. <laughs> and our one, our, our surviving yo folk um, ended up promptly with with our with our blessing, taking the monies that we had and moving to another house. So she, they are in fact still pootling along fine in house. Um, I've forgotten it. The one with the sun. Uh, ah. Yeah, they're they're pootling along fine in another house. But um, you might have somebody turning up as, yes, I am a and other noble. Or you might have a case of they have decided to shut down the group. But given that because Anvil is biased towards you know, the movers and shakers of the Empire being there, mm-hmm. you've got a massively, mo- you've got most of the nobles of Dawn and barely any of the O-folk of Dawn at Empire, at Anvil. And there are houses that have problems which we don't have any O-folk to handle the money. Um but I can't think of any houses that are mostly yo folk. Most of them are mostly nobles. Uh, my house was mostly yo folk until all the yo folk died, and I. Uh, <laughs> <them>. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, how do you? Uh, how would you say the uh, dress is different between a noble and yo folk? If you were going to play as someone in Dawn and wanted to kind of have a, a rough idea of what's what kind of the look and feel of both Ooh. would look like, I know this is a, a trap, but. Um, This is a good one because pretentiousness really isn't a problem in Dawn. Um, It's a good question. Trimmings, Uh, shiny trimmings. Uh, if it's so if you had if you had uh, for instance a you might say you've got a so the the way we did in House Van Dale is we had very similar um, tabards, for instance, but the noble would have the one with all the bling on. Mm. So uh, a lot of it's to do with a lot of it's and the other thing is to do with the way the way you act more than just what you wear, I would say. So there's an awful lot more sort of um, assumption of um, being treated as a noble, which is lent into by your yo folk who then treat you as a noble. And to be honest, the most obvious nobles are the ones with the best yo folk behind them, in my opinion. And that's not to do with just what they're wearing, but very much to do with how the players are playing it. Mm -hmm. Mm. So uh, I think that is... as as important as um the bling but to be honest the quality of materials is a big thing looking at the trim um and uh then looking at if, if you want to look at a really good example house vexil do this amazingly well with the way their yo folk treat their nobles it is obvious from a million miles away 
who the noble is and they don't even have to be wearing their best you know they can be like coming off the battlefield covered in blood and mud and you still know that they're the um nobles uh, i think they i think uh house will do that really really well that's awesome and it is a fun role-playing bit and the 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 kind of nobles is is full plate seems fairly common is that right it's one of the thematic things shared with Highguard to a fair extent, mm -hmm. but yes, full plate armor and uh, and a bright tabard. That was that's that's also something we share with Highguard to an extent. Of this is my house symbol. It is obvious and it's right on my front. It is proclaiming loyalty as well. Um, but as really opposed... oh, that's the other thing. The way you can tell nobles from yo folk um, is that the uh, nobles will have um, kind of front and centre heraldry and nobles can have their own individual heraldry. Whereas the, or, or, the yo folk will probably be in the house colours, but without you know, a big obvious individual symbol. Right. Okay. Um, and how, just, just while we're on the subject, if someone was like, oh, I want to pick up a bunch of tabards, where would you recommend that people, how do you, how do, you do that? Do you craft oh. your own? Yeah, I made we we made all of ours at the same time, so they all looked very similar to each other. But you can do things like uh, I think Charlie Moss does them. Um, there are people out there who do um, who will do you um, bulk orders on tabards if that's something you want. But there's tabards, some... there's a lovely, lovely um, pattern on the wiki, which is very mm. straightforward to be able yep. to making tabards. Some... Simple tabards are dead easy, and it has the bonus of. Uh, if a character gets killed in the generic tabard, you can get the tabard back off them and assign it to the next person who wants to join the group. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I have groups. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, I, or it's possibly a case of this is this is the tabard of this fallen hero. It now falls to you, young warrior. Take it up and earn more glory. I've had groups which didn't Sorry. have tabards but had this is our general color scheme and also we made belt tags so we all actually had the symbol we were all dressed in the appropriate colors but we didn't really have a big obvious tabard it, it varies a bit but generally it's uh fairly it's the tabards are fairly descriptive over as you put it plate mail or shining sh or shining um chain or in maz's case some very nice resin plate Oh yeah, poly plate is the way to go if you are um, n if you love your knees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean you only get the benefits of medium, but you know that's not too bad at all because it's all intents and purposes. As long as no one looks too close at you, you get shot left less often. Although now I get shot all the time. Uh, yeah. The orcs are figured out. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? One of the great things is, say you have like a really bad, so like four houses go out in a skirmish and it is a skirmish wipe. And basically everybody's dead. What you get is you all get back to camp. You see this massive tabard swap, <laughs> swapping tabards, joining different groups, and then coming back as like a throwaway character until they figured out what they want to do in a different group. Uh, and that works quite well. Um, yeah. To have a little pause between characters if it has all gone terribly yeah, wrong. Yeah, I still don't know what that transition is really. Like, I, I, I made a complete throwaway character when I died, and it's like hard to know what to do for the especially if you die on the saturday right like it's saturday morning you're like oh bugger i've got a whole weekend that, of not that happened me. to me that happened to my second character he spent the Sat saturday morning battle they all died mid-saturday afternoon by the time you know the funerals were all finished and everything was sorted he spent saturday afternoon and evening as um yo folk number three on the left looking after small child on the tent yeah um, and, you know, uh, sort of collecting the tokens of um, bereavement from visitors to the house tent. And then, of course, Sunday morning, I was happily monstering. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Saturday morning death is not a good one. <laughs> mm. 
Although, uh, yeah, I, I was going to make a joke about Ian dying then, but I won't make it because I, I don't even want yep. that karma on me, basically. I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, Dawn, Dawn has done quite well in avoiding a lot of big fights ever since we actually got organised on the battlefield. And this has come up in a couple of your a couple of um, other podcasts, looking at, for example, how Wintermark was broken down or how Navarre has broken down into groups on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawn divides for the battles into lances, which is um, big blob, one big blob of soldiers, basically, right? Like... Well, sort of, but it's basically one big house or, you know, several smaller houses that are all good friends. Because everybody tends to be for the battles in their particular tabards and colours, this means you're all in a set uniform. Um, so one of the bigger houses in Dawn de Rondel fields a lance composed entirely of House de Rondel. So it's about 20 odd knights and they're all in exactly the same uniform which is, as I'm sure you're aware, great for unit cohesion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It also means that the Dornish commander has got, um, say, half a dozen, three or four or six lances at his command and say, right, that lance there, go deal with that. And that is a solid unit with its own commander, probably with its own healers and magicians backing them up. You do, it does feel like you play like heavy shock troops. Like you're... Yep. <laughs> like, is that the right term? I, I don't know. My uh... I've always, Yeah, I've always thought of us as heavy assault. Yeah. It's like dashing and hold, plugging gaps is big for Dawn. Um, leading a charge into somewhere exciting is always fun for Dawn. <laughs> um, and and look, at, look at that exposed, exposed flank. Wouldn't that be fun, Maneuver? I've seen like, um, yeah. yeah, I think like when Dawn and uh, and uh, Navarre hook up together and start doing some work on flanks, it's it's horrible. It's a really nasty well, time. So. The the cliche for that is that you know Dawn is standing in the middle of the field taunting the orcs and going, You're all rubbish, we could take you all on. Look at us, we are shiny and brilliant and brave. And when the orcs eventually charge, they find their rear their rear ranks will be stabbed up by Navarre when they were watching Dawn. <laughs> yeah, very, very how, how do elections work in Dawn? Like, um do you have like Do you want to take a guess? Oh <laughs> uh, is it We have a we have a tournament for it. Oh no. No, that is no system of governance. That is awful. That's so so well, bad. It, it, it has changed slightly, but it has the benefit of... entirely true. Shame. You, so is yeah. it like you get your own political what we've gang? got now is we've got... Right, Maz? Sorry, Sorry Maz. Go Maz. So, um, so, so things used to be a, just a giant um, bun fight, right? And everybody be against everybody in the uh, field. <laughs> uh, and that's the way you do your elections for general is it's whoever wins. But it's to be more, fair, complex, that... more complex now. Because mm-hmm. they changed that because it wasn't really it wasn't really representative of the whole of Dawn if the only way you could affect it is by affecting a fight. Mm. So yeah. now now we've got favours, don't we? Yes, it's the favours of Dawn, the little tokens of love, affection, respect. Um, and in this case, special ones for elections. So it is almost a vote of people's particular tokens. So just... So I quite like the, I quite like the tournament system because it meant that you had somebody who was willing to bleed for the position and could build a coalition of their peers to back them up on the battlefield. Yeah, but I, 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 I like, agree. I, like... I agree that going for the favor so... system is probably a bit more inclusive. Yeah, the thing is, Senate isn't just about fighting people. Yeah. I mean, so uh, having a system that is more representative of those people who are non-combatant, I think, is really really good. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. the, the changes they made were very very positive. Uh, the way generals are elected is uh, by interview by the Earls of Dawn which is really fun. That's uh, the general interviews. I, I've done a general interview. I, I crashed and burnt in the most epically fun way. Um, you know, they're really fun to do. 
So you can kind of interview for the positions of general. So how many, how um, many generals would you be talking to for that then? Would that so you sit down and, and sorry, how many nobles? Sorry, how many nobles would you be in front of? Um, it's which is, I, th I believe it's whichever earls wish to take part from the earls council that wish to take part, and the earls council are all the earls of dawn. Which is um, all the group leaders, which could be anywhere from, for general's interview, half a dozen to about 20. Oh, that's, a, it, it got that's a, interesting. So they, changed it, they changed it to senators in the end because it was just a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's interesting. I like that as, a, um, I like that as a, a thing, though, having all of the leaders of groups being in some sort of collective yeah. communication. Friday... Friday and Saturday evenings was the Earl's Council. So they all meet up in a great big tent or around a, around a big table in the Dornish Bar and they discuss the business, stuff that has happened, stuff that we need to do, um, stuff that needs to be dealt with, any interesting it tests of metal, etc. Those kind of things. Yeah. It's usually some flavour of drama will occur during the evening, so that's always oh, nice. Oh, crumbs, yes, I remember some of those. <laughs> So, yeah, no, the Earl's Council's great. Um, uh, I've said it on a few. They're really fun. Um, they, <laughs> they, yeah, they do tend to, if something dramatic is going to happen, often it will spill out of the Earl's Council into the Glory Square. But they, yep. it doesn't happen that often. Uh, it's always fun when it does. What time, what time yeah. does Earl's Council usually start? Oh, seven, eight, seven o'clock or so in the evening. Right. And yeah, seven or eight, something like that. So basically, so go, and find, there. go and find a, a good bar on the Glory Square and sit back in about eight o'clock and watch a couple of Earls duke it out on the... I uh, believe this is the time to advertise Wise Guys, which is the bar that <laughs> overlooks the Glory Square. I've I've had a couple of drinks there. In Dawn. Um, and it is yep, absolutely yep. one of those... If, if you're ever on a pub crawl... You will have been there. Like you're gonna have ended it's up nice otherwise, one. guys. It's it's notorious. Notorious is that the right word? It, yes, guys. By guys for the listeners, it's spelled in this case G U I S E, as in the 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 um character I am portraying, which could be if I am in disguise, if I am playing a role as a troubadour, or as a masked knight, or as something else. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that's really interesting to play with, which has some um, some kind of parallels with uh, the league, is the idea of taking on a well for Dawn, taking on a persona such as perhaps the Knight of Flowers. If you're doing, if you've got, so we one of our festivals is the uh, Knight of Flowers Festival of Flowers, where you can give your um, someone you admire uh, or someone you detest uh, flowers, and that's the depending on what color flowers you give them and how many. Uh, will depend on what the message is that you're giving wow. to them. Wow. Ah, the flower code. Wow. Unlike, Do you... unlike Urban, who've got like a, they've got a system and all flowers mean the same thing. For Dawn, every house has their own language. What? Uh, hold on. There isn't even like a set one. So you might receive no, flowers and not know what it means. <laughs> but Dave, look, the oh purpose of this, God. as of the purpose of the virtues, is to create more game. This flower, this because we don't have a set flower code. This means that you can end up with people dramatically getting completely the wrong idea. Oh, this person has fallen madly in love with me. Oh, this person detests me. Oh no, he gave me a black rose. What does this mean? And, and thus, this provides lots of fun. That your yo folk usually will then go and sort out the pickle, figure out who sent the flowers, and therefore what it means. Because they'll figure it out, find out the language, come back, and sort it all out again. And so the uh, the folks spend a lot of time un un undoing the mischief of the Knight of Flowers, which yeah. is quite quite fun. The other the other good example of the guising turns up in the girding 
the girding of troops it's one of our half magics usually in putting on armor usually your armor but there have been occasions when it's where with people having to pretend or take on the persona or the role of some other character Ooh, in which case you're wearing their costume <laughs> what? and what does the person while you're wearing their costume do um in, in uh, the majority of the cases I can think of, lie there on terminal. This is the equivalent of, for example, oh, I am dying, but I'm needed for this quest and I've promised to be there. Wear my armor and keep your visor <laughs> down and go in my name. It's that sort of drama. I love it. Amongst others, amongst yeah. many others. Absolutely. And then you've got things such as the Black Knight, which knight errants can dress as a, uh, as a, a strange knight that nobody knows um, by um, liberal application of a helmet. Uh, yes. And you, able to fight in some uh, in some situations. You remember I said the royal tournament for the throne. There were a few people as the Black Knight there, so it was a case of I wish to fight on this side, but I don't want anybody to know it was me. I love it. It's so cool. Like I, I, I think it's a real like sight to see when you go and see Dawn. In fact, like uh, I think Jeffrey, you might be my only contact in Dawn at the moment. Apart from you, you yeah. stole our Egregore. That's one thing I want to bring up. Uh, very rude of Dawn to do that. So, Yoink. what? Our Egregore now. What's that? Yep. It's our Egregore now. Wow, wow, Maz. <laughs> wow, I didn't expect that. I expected like maybe an apology would have been nice, but. Um... <laughs> No, no. I mean, it's it's, it's usually the... Navarre stealing things and stabbing people <laughs> up in the dark. So I, if we steal something whole... off you, we feel it's just a token. There is nothing in the Navarre brief about being murdering knife bastards. Like, there's nothing in the how brief is... about that. It's um, How is Murderer's Alley these days? It's a lovely place and the rent is still very cheap. <laughs> it's great. Um, <laughs> the uh, Yeah, I mean... The, the weird thing about being a, a, a Navarre is that everyone calls you a, a... I always get offended at people calling us like murder hobos, basically. And then... But I'm more than happy to use that stereotype when it comes up. Like, if if I can benefit from it, I'll yeah. definitely use it, like, 100%. Happily, for contrast, PvP in Dawn, uh, where people are out to kill each other, tends to be like, quite obvious, because they'll be charging at people, charging at each other, screaming with large swords. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've never... I, and this isn't please i'm not asking for this but i've never been involved really yep. in like uh, uh, uh any sort of assassinations or anything like that and I, I i think it must be extremely underwhelming when it happens um you don't assassinate in dawn no what? you challenge you challenge them on the field of honor just to resolve yeah come here i wish to carve my it's insults into your flesh very glorious to kill sleep someone on the sly you know no yep. but the problem yep. is that i think i think honestly there's one line in the brief uh for navarre which is you can't betray mm -hmm. your enemy okay and i think this that one line is the it's the uh, it's the rabbit hole you can go down to basically yeah. justify any action it's like interestingly a problem that dawn has had i mean it's, it's said that uh, glory and love are the dawnish heresies but the problem a couple of ones that have come up with some beautiful role playing by people over the years is hatred and vengeance mm. because as navarre hates the valorn the dawn hate the druge so going a little over the top and doing horrible things to the druge getting it hating a little too much being a little too vengeance we had on one occasion some years ago maz you may remember somebody dragged a druge i see into the glory square having dragged them alive all the way from dornish from druge territory oh, in order to horribly torture them to death at anvil wow yeah it didn't go down well did it no it didn't because this is <laughs> heading towards the heresy of of hatred if nothing else but it's it's definitely the case of 
things that we could rabbit bad rabbit holes we could go down but i mean it's things like glory and loyalty which are things that make you end up murdering the egregore's husband and then handing yourself into the militia though yeah yeah i I think the loyal the virtues for dawn are you said loyalty and pride and courage yeah so uh there, there was so basically there was this awful awful fella he was the worst he he came round. Uh, and uh, he was, he basically, he'd had a go at the egregore when she was off the field. Uh, he'd, um, he was her former husband, I think it was. And he'd, he'd basically cut her uh, uh, heels and left her for dead in druge-infested woods. And obviously, she'd got out of that and she was now the egregore. And he came back for a bit of a, a, bit of a, a argy-bargy and to say, you know, well, it's not so bad, really. And then, so he was arrested by the militia and then they left him in my tent for a long period of time. And he was just the worst. He was saying all sorts of awful, awful things against the egregore. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, something that if you have sort of pride in your nation and loyalty to your egregore, you're not going to let pass. So I let it pass for 45 minutes and I murdered him and then handed myself into the... <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Jesus. <laughs> When I murdered him, okay, it's, it's the, it was one of the events of mud, you know, not just mud, mud, all the mud. And so I, I took a back swing, uh, took out the chandelier, but the uh, uh, glass chandelier above his above our head by mistake, and then murdered him. And then I'm like, right, I'm going to hand myself in. So I dust myself off, you know, straighten myself up because it's important to look good when you're handing yourself into the measure. Stalk like like dramatically out of the tent. Hold on, are but you? I caught my hold on, hold on. Are you getting ready while there's a dead body next to you in the tent? Yeah, absolutely, because you've got to look good, right? So, <laughs> so I stalk out the tent. I catch my foot on the like the rope um, loop at the bottom of the tent door flap and fall. Splash, like genuinely, it was. I mean, the mud was sort of ankle height, so you can imagine. I looked like some kind of swamp creature. Or you looked or like something. a monster, like you are, Maz, from what you're telling me about this story. <laughs> <laughs> so then obviously i did the right thing and went and handed myself into the militia who really didn't want to get too close because i was so disgusting um but yeah that was my first real introduction to the magistrates so that was fun um well did you get away with it yeah uh yeah i got a fine it was oh uh, my god was, you got a fine it was a virtuous it was a virtuous crime On the basis of loyalty that was when I discovered virtuous crimes are literally the most fun. The system and empire is just made to make, uh, usually, trials in LERP are like the worst thing. You just scream, I did it, and I'll do it again. Please kill me now. Don't make me sit through a trial. But in empire, they're just things of beauty. They're not too long. They are just like perfect nuggets of loveliness. And they're an amazing excuse for really epic virtue-based roleplay. Hold on. Especially Hold on. Really good virtue. Maz, are what you saying? That I can do a crime... And I'm rewarded for that crime with some really good RP. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly so. I mean, don't everybody go out and do it without a good, good in-character virtuous reason. But yes, absolutely. Um, it has been, I mean, some of my favourite bits of game outside of Dawn have been with the magistrates or specifically with um, with uh, members of High Guard who have been acting as my, acting as my uh, virtue priest. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Is it like, oh, Maz, are you back again? I'll get my book. (laughs) We'll head down, see you down in the courtroom in a few minutes. Disappointed face. Oh my God. I could just cry the disappointed face I get when I show up. But I had to promise the, um, I had to swear to uh, Her Imperial Majesty that I wouldn't commit any more crimes. And since then, I've been crime free. But she's dead now. 
<laughs> I believe she is she is she officially dead or is she MIA? She uh, officially MIA. Yeah, I don't know what the call on that is. Like, I believe the call is she is MIA. The throne She's is va- officially vacant. Back, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, that was so sad, but also brilliant. Oh yeah, my. I am quite glad that my last character is, uh, has a happy has a happy memory of uh, fighting as a battle mage in the lines and, and looking over to see the Empress in golden armor pushing through with rod in one hand and shield in the other, going, "Come on, let me at him!" I mean, she was she was <laughs> awesome. Like she still is, yeah. but I mean, really, like as 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 a monarch was like she she filled that role so well um you know well, i felt a bit like as, he... as monarch of dawn it was a bit of an um, an argument <laughs> well but, uh, yeah as as empress she was it was lots of fun. i felt like uh, that scene of monty python you know the one where it's just like oh i think that's the queen or whatever and like how can you tell and it says well it's the one with she's not covered in shit you know what i mean that's kind of how i felt in uh, navarre when she came through well, that that's because she had uh, she had maz to step on every time she needed to walk into the mud <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't no, know I you could literally get away with m- literally murdering someone. Um, uh, if, if you, you have, the if right, you have if full you have religious justification right, and can explain it. The right virtuous justification and a really good priest. I mean, that's going to be key. Anyone who needs to, sons of Kuros, have the best, have the best virtue-based priest ever. <laughs> Especially the loyalty one, I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll remember that. Loyalty is my current character's virtue, which means that if I get into a punch-up because somebody insulted my earl, I can claim, a, I can fully claim a you, virtuous You're defense. just inspiring me to do like a, a, like a noir, like empire fiction where there's like a setup and then like the patsy or whatever like when the police find him like red-handed he's like i need a priest get me a priest you know what i mean and then like <laughs> the, the the best priest in the business like uh you know comes over to if you do out. that there will be four or five people say have you been following my character around and taking notes <laughs> yeah. and one of them will be maz <laughs> yeah yeah, and is there anything that we kind of haven't touched on when it comes to Dawn that maybe you want to talk about? I'm sure there's loads of things, by the way, so this isn't like an end of the conversation. Just um, like a... An interesting observation I came across, which is that, uh, well, thinking about this, is just that, um, as I mentioned, Dornish nobles are sort of aggressive problem solvers, which comes down to, to a certain extent, their reputation on the battlefield, because they have real problems, therefore, leaving the major battle to get to somebody else. They can't walk away from it easily. Mm. So it's a kind of, I feel like there's a, a kind of, it's very hard to stay alive if you really do. Like, heroes die at empire is what I mean. And there's like yep. a very heroic vibe. I mean, vibe no, it. It, it is. A, it, sometimes it's really hard to die. Uh, genuinely, I'm playing an E1 character. And usually I go through characters like um, Knife Through Butter. I mean, yeah. But Maz, usually Maz I, I think it's just an observation, but you are a loved person who are surrounded by your friends. I think that is the true yeah. way to survive at Empire is to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. it's not about being right, good at fighting or anything like this. It's like, I said this to um, Idwin, uh, who's like the, the voice of the nation in Navarre. She leads the uh, Song and Stories. It's like, <laughs> she was like, oh, well, it's quite, uh, you know, I don't want to get killed on the battlefield. And it's just like, literally, if people knew you were in danger, the entire nation would charge into the worst fight ever and 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 die if they have to right just to get you out of the, there it's like um i have known one occasion when maz led a charge nobody followed and that was that was a skirmish it was when we were chasing a bunch of orcs tra- um, on the other side of the field with a chest of crystals and it was 25 degrees in the shade and everybody else was in heavy plate armor <laughs> and 
Maz was in her resin plate and was still full of bounce. So she went, come on, let's get them. And I charged after her and I was in aluminium scale mail. So I wasn't we weighing anything either. <laughs> and everybody stopped and turned around and the rest of uh, the other 20 <laughs> Dornish knights all stomping through the thigh high grass going, we can't <laughs> keep up with you. <laughs> yeah, although to be fair, the Dornish thing of noble outruns their, outruns their line and gets cut down is also entirely glorious <laughs> and frequent. I, I blame the test of metal for um, actually not dying on the battlefield. Again, it's having friends in other nations also makes a massive difference. Mm. Well, like you said, like Eurozen, right? It's um, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like, I... it's a social game. But the flip side of that, like um, uh, Tim Baker, who we had talking on the uh, military yep. game. Oh, he's so he's... lovely, such a sweet. Okay. He really helped me out by like introducing me to a few people and like for guests for the podcast. And generally, he's just like the nicest guy, right? Like we've we've talked yeah, quite yeah. a bit since then. Um, and I said to him like, "Ah, oh, can I uh, can I buy you a beer or something?" Like, I'll have to buy you a beer afterwards. And he said, "Oh no, no, I don't drink." But and I was like, oh, "Well, what can I do to kind of say thank you?" And he says, "Oh well, if you see me on the battlefield, try really hard to kill me." <laughs> and i'm like that's game that's that's a real player right there you know like um if that's if that's what you really want from the game like and, and my point is like it, the being social is a double-edged sword because you may well find that you have a lot of orcs in other nations right that are trying to kill you on a regular basis if they recognize you <laughs> well the thing is there's i mean i've uh, so i've got a bit paranoid of late well of late you know before i left um for the past couple of years i've been carrying a stopwatch with me so that I can make the stopwatch do the counting, mostly because I worried that I'm going to cheat my death count by counting badly, mm. but also so I can scream for help really loudly or or curse the orc who's before me, who I think is going to be uh, the person I end up dying to, and kind of having that lovely kind of role play, being able to role play your death. Ooh, that's like the best thing. And the Dornish yeah. can do that really well. You see, oh my God, the things that make your heart cry when you see two Dornish people dragging themselves towards each other so they can die in each other's embrace. And it's just the most epic thing I've. And if you're too yeah. you to do your death, I've... that kills that kind of role play. I... But a stopwatch, dudes, everybody get a stopwatch. You just hide them under your fan brace. It's really easy to hide them. And it means that you can concentrate on uh, role playing your death rather than counting your death. And I think that's kind of, and also, you know, as a, as a sort of added benefit, you can be sure in yourself that you haven't counted badly, yeah. which I think is quite important. Well, for me, it's quite the, important because I always worry people. I, I always worry about people. I overthink things. <laughs> so. The very first Empire event, Dawn, had, Dawn took a heck of a kicking in the battle. And however, Dawn had looked at the rules for Terminal, for example, and at death counts and decided we were going to play it to the hilt. So my tent ended up as the field hospital and the general who'd commanded that battle had a succession of night after night after night lying in his arms and dying, looking up at him and saying, you failed us, you failed us all. And then they die and the next night would be carried in. Jesus. He had, a, he had basically, he guilt tripped with a huge collection of, of dying knights all glaring at him as they died. Actually, that character hasn't been back since. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think this, this, this happened... Dawn gets a lot of use out of Terminal and Tragedy. This happened when I was, uh, when I was monstering. This is, this is ages ago, back when mm. we were first starting. We, yep. we caught, like I caught two Dawnish nobles trying to get back to the lines. And we were like... I was in the back lines of the orcs and I just found them and went, Hey everyone, look, it's these guys like really it, like a child, like innocently, not really thinking yeah. about what I was doing. And, um, 
yeah, they came over and I was like, all right, so they were going to fight. And I was like, listen, give it up, surrender, you know, and they threw their weapons down. And then some other orcs came along and went like, no prisoners. And they just butchered them. And it was like, yep. I felt so bad because it was like, it was such a, oh, such a War brutal death, man. Like, honestly, I felt terrible. And it, like, I would, they were the goodies. We were definitely the baddies. I know we were the orcs, but man, heartbreaking for them. Um, and that was when you were the Yotun. Yeah. Yeah, was it Yotun? I, I mean, you, honestly, Jeffrey, you probably know some of the stuff that we've got up to better than I do. Um, it's uh, I've I, I've been listening Jeffrey's to some of your more interesting battle reports. Yeah, I can't. I like the battle stories. Yeah, hopefully we'll get uh, a few but... more battle stories in this year. Basically, that's my big hope for twenty twenty one is that we'll uh, get at least uh, my, maybe one, maybe two. My events. second. Yeah, uh, it's looking like I'm hoping for two events. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be the dream. Sense. I know. Stop. I'm not. I'm not I'm interestingly, not. next. Interestingly, next event, we're going to have a large wave of new players, because there's been quite a lot of new people turning up and going um, and thinking this looks like fun. Which means that uh, myself and Mars will be the first wave of players, and Dave, you'll be there with the second wave, and there will be a third wave of players, and there'll have thousands of them. And who knows? You might get people like turning twenty by now. I reckon. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, hey, it's Dave, you might get people turning up and saying, "No, we're the Ashbourne." Yeah, I mean uh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious about running joke. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I mean, in so many ways, what Empire will look like when we go back. Like, obviously, I, I say all this. Like, I really hope for two events. If it's safe and the data supports mm. that right like we should say that very yeah. clearly it's um to to bring it back to dawn we will therefore have a lot of new people who will have to persuade no we are not actually chivalrous no we do not have to be honorable yeah i mean it's... and just because it's a great deed it doesn't mean it has to be nice but just because it's a great deed doesn't mean it has to be martial either and i think that's something that we keep having so that's a drum i will bang till the cows come home oh yes fair enough yeah maybe we can just talk briefly about like what are a few examples of non-combat um like heroic things that you can do just 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 for example just just for anyone that's listening i mean there was the there's every year there's a a um a contest of art the empress rakilda there we go thank you named after named after the uh, first empress who was directly from dawn um who had the legendary test of metal of bind the dusk to the dawn for which she did storytelling and singing and kept the entire audience so fascinated they didn't notice the entire night had passed. Nice. But that's another example of non-martial test. But yes, the festival's got some wonderful singing, painting, uh, storytelling, variety of stuff. Um, beautiful, beautiful um, kind of embroidered quilts and amazing... Um... Uh, oh, yeah, it's just some gorgeous songs and storytelling, um, pu puppetry making, you know, all sorts of kind of genuinely beautiful art that, um, you, oh, cake making. God, there was One some good-looking cakes there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's genuinely beautiful pieces <laughs> of art that people have spent days on. Say again? Which season is this? I think that's the spring one, isn't it? I'm literally lost. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. So I believe it's long. usually E2, which means it's going to be E4 this year. Oh, no, don't. It's That's not... I mean, I wouldn't want to be in PD right now trying to work out what to do about the... Um... Well, yeah. Luckily, that's luckily that's not our problem. Like, it's almost like maybe really? just one event, because I always figure, like, the first event of the year shouldn't be winter. I think that's a weird... 
I think it should be winter should be the last one, and then we start with spring in the at the start of the it, new year. It has been a bit of a puzzle, but usually, when when PD started, they had the first event in Easter, so they had the occasional four uh, three four day event. Mm. So it was much earlier in the year, and so it was colder, wetter, and muddier, and so uh, very just, much more it, winter. It, all the worst weather happens that that one event. Oh all, yes. All, the total first E1, it was an absolute, it was freezing, like super cold. But Maz, Maz, do you not remember when the mud froze, we were grateful because the traction <laughs> improved. Yeah, just stop sucking our boots. Yeah, it was, that was awful. But Minus I mean, that, they changed, they, they moved the, um, they moved the timing of that first event, which I yeah. think was absolutely glorious. Mm. Um, it made it much better. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I've been doing a whole bunch of overtime at work, which is why there have probably hasn't been as many episodes of the podcast, which I apologise for. But um, yeah, the uh, I'm doing a lot of overtime, and the um, I, I'm looking at like, oh, should I buy myself a tent? Oh, the the audacity of owning my own tent. And then I looked at ones with like having their own stove in there, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that would be so tempting. It's so good. But, th- but yeah, then yeah. I'm worried, like, oh no. But then I'll just end up with a whole bunch of like smelly dudes in my tent, like way on in the evening because they're all just crowding around the fire, you know. But it's your tent. You kick them out. That's the great thing about owning your own tent. Man, you're you're like, <laughs> you're a lot more firm than I am. I don't know. They they probably just ignore me. <laughs> They just start taking your clothes off they'll get the hint no well i mean the problem is that they might get the hint yeah who knows you know things get crazy in my camp who knows um but yeah right uh maybe we should start wrapping things up there it's been thank you so much for for talking to me about dawn they're such a wonderful fun nation to interact with as a player you know yeah one way or another we are memorable yeah very much so um is there anything that you guys are kind of looking forward to with going back to and what 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 with dawn that you're looking forward to and you've missed the most do you think well i'm gonna have my role in my group is uh battlefield healer and also to a certain extent in the camp team dad i'm the one who keeps trying to feed people you're doing valuable make work. sure make sure all the nobles have had a drink before they go on the battlefield yep. everyone gets some water um, in them. so i'm looking yes I'm looking forward to that, to being able to be hospitable. I've also got a lot of stories to tell and songs to sing. And I'm, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to reconnecting with all the different groups. So doing that thing where, you know, you'll wander around the edge of the glory square and you'll stop and chat in all the different tents and, mm. um, and you'll usually be dragged into some amazing drama or other. Uh, <laughs> that that accidental storytelling that's what i'm really looking forward to yeah i think there's uh, i've had a lot of time uh playing D this year which i really really enjoyed but i think it's really enhanced a lot of my love of rp and kind of i really want to express that now when i get back on the larp field it's kind of play around a lot more with getting into character and all that stuff i think that's oh that's brilliant yeah, yeah good stuff yeah. Well, if I can if I can manage it, I'll drag you to Dawn for a drink and a cake and a story. I'll hold you to that, Jeffrey. I'll hold you to that, even if <laughs> it's on the uh, uh, Friday afternoon, whatever. We'll have to share a drink. But um, guys, thank you very much. Um, we've been trying to do um, where we'll do, do. Does Dawn have a call and answer? So, for example, Navarre has strength to the Empire, strength to Navarre. Does 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 or do you all just yell glory at the same time? Dawn and gl- Dawn and glory. Glory. <laughs> glory. Glory. glory! It's like a fortress. Every window is boarded up. Hmm. See if we can find the grappling hook in my bag. Ah, yes. That's the one. 
Stand back. Right then, follow me.